0: Man, fuck it! This madre podcast number one nineteen with, with uh, the god, the legend, the goddess—I should say, <laughs> Isabel. What's up, dude? How you doing?
1: What's up? That was a intro. Okay, it was an intro. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're
0: the the. If I had to describe what you did, it would just be too long because you're a multi hyphenate. But no, okay. So this week's guest everybody is Isabel and castro who's an artist uh is that i mean is that what you are at your core
1: yeah i i tell people i'm an illustrator so okay i don't sound such like a you know a jerk about it yeah people are like i'm an artist i'm like i'm an illustrator and people are like oh it's kind of like an elevated way without of yeah, it sounds like, more I like I a job either.
0: right it yeah, sounds more yeah. like a like an occupation
1: yeah than, uh, exactly
0: Uh, yeah okay
1: i'm an artist which i mean (laughs) people say that my mom's all she's an artist she's fucking telling that yesterday we had like the security for adt people come to our house and like do a check and like i was trying to get Mm -hmm. ready i was about to do a lecture for san antonio college on zoom and it was like eight o'clock in the morning and i'm trying to like get my shit together for this fucking lecture and my mom's like isabel show the adt technicians your art and i'm like what lady like i'm, tra- I'm trying to do this <laughs> and they're like two young guys like like hey what's up like oh cool you got you draw and i'm like yeah <laughs> and I, they left with like two of like uh the magazine cover the magazines i just did and then like some uh a little cut and like i swear my mom was all friendly with them like she was gonna make them omelets and shit but she was like oh this is her artist studio and it's like her living room but yeah, no, I'm an illustrator. That's cool.
0: Though. <laughs> she, she's your mom's. Your mom's she proud hides of me. you. That's she hires me. Yeah. That's so, nice. so like
1: anybody, that's the ADP technicians.
0: I... <laughs> maybe she was trying to get the hookup. You know? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like a discount or something. Yeah. She's maybe. Like, Give us I extra mean, camera. that's good though. <laughs> yeah. I think my mom's ashamed of what I do uh, with this madre. <laughs> I don't. She doesn't say so, but I don't. I don't think she gets it half the time. Your stuff is a little more family friendly than than maybe some of the content we made. I mean, I have a
1: zine called Santa Susia, and so.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. We give
1: lectures about being sluts and stuff, but.
0: That's true. I forgot about that.
1: I get paid to do talk about being a slut. Yeah.
0: Uh, so (laughs) So you're basically a phone sex operator is is one of the things that's what I just heard
1: (laughs) no (laughs) okay I misinterpreted that
0: I'm sorry
1: we publish stories by women and okay
0: okay okay I'm (laughs) sorry
1: (laughs) but my mom will tell her family like oh her magazine got into uh, this university library and they're like oh nice and they clap but
0: about. nice nice they don't really know what it's all about right. <laughs> yeah yeah all right okay so you guys don't know isabel was part of the, this madre crew uh, a number of years ago uh, when we first were, uh, launched and we're pretty doing a lot of heavy stuff on social media and doing a lot of video production um, isabel came out and was one of the like uh, on the ground producers for the season two right of masa the power um, yeah which is fucking crazy to think about. What, was that like five years ago? What was that twenty fifth or six I years ago?
1: It was like 2000. I graduated 2013. We started doing stuff 2014.
0: Yeah, 15. but I think that yeah. one we shot 15. I think we shot that yeah. stuff in 2015. Um, so we, we spent like a couple of weeks out here at shooting that. And that was just so crazy yeah. to think about now, right? Like all oh, the yeah, stupid totally.
1: shit. Uh, what do you remember about that (laughs) so i had i i like before i left san antonio i bought like 35 millimeter like cameras like little point shoots yeah and i gave one and i gave one to sammy i think i gave Uh two to sammy and then i got two and so i still have like those photographs and they're like pretty shitty because they're not like a like because they were just like the you know ones you turn in that right disposable cameras ones. yeah 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 they're, they're all chicken shit but the photos are pretty cool and so yeah there's like photos of Sammy like with tortillas like stapled to his chunnies like <laughs> and we had that like party where we had the, like the white people make stuff and there's just like all this costume oh. stuff it was it's really silly like I I think about it and I had like uh like me and Sammy took turns sleeping on the sofa. Uh, at JP's apartment and That's like right. on, the, and on, on a mat on the floor right. and it, it was right. like seriously like one of the best times of my life like I just had the best time like doing all that work like I really loved it because it was just like okay I gotta wake up and get all the fucking costumes and shit ready and make sure we have all the props and like the list of like everything we're shooting today and then like all the clothing for those scenes because they're all out of order uh, and like packing up like snacks and <laughs> shit and like uh, like you rented me a car and I was like oh my god like I've never driven around California before and like you trusted me with a rental yeah it was like the fucking what is it the Red Hills or something like Redwood City or something we had to go up to like someone's fucking mm. house did the hot tub scene
0: hot tub was, the hot tub
1: the hot yeah, tub yeah. scene oh you sent me out for blow up dolls <laughs> uh in like in like a city I've never <laughs> been to before and so I had to go to I, there was like a like a party store and like a sex store right next to each other. Mm. And I like yes. ran into the party yes. store because the sex store wasn't open yet. Yes. And like my mom called me and she was just like, oh, Isabel, like I just checking in how you're doing. And like I was waiting for the store to open because it was so early in the morning. And she was just like, I just want you to know, like, I'm so proud of you and you're living your dream and stuff. And I was like literally like waiting for this old man to open the door to his joke store party store and I was like oh thank you mom like you know thank you for this blessing she was like I'm so proud of you and I was like I love you mom bye and then I was like do you have any blow-up dolls and he was like yeah and then I had to, we had to like fucking blow them up but no it was like oh, the best yeah, time yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was lots of fun oh
0: my god I hadn't really thought I hadn't really thought about this in a long time and and what the craziness that we did and like oh. kind of what it took to pull that off yeah.
1: And, like, JT's, like, fucking scrambling a shitload of eggs and, like, bacon in the morning. Like, do you remember oh, that? he would make the
0: breakfast for us. Yeah. yeah.
1: He was, like, making yeah. all this breakfast. And then, yeah. oh, you, so you told me how to make a, like an over easy egg because we needed it for a scene. <laughs> uh, and like you had to put a hot egg like on Sammy, it was like with yeah, yeah. Was like cracking an egg on him. Right, and then you right, asked right. me like through the door, you're like, Isabel, do you know how to make like an over easy egg? And I was like, no. And so you just gave me the instructions and I was like, well, hopefully I don't fuck this up. For some reason I thought like, if I fucked up this egg, you were gonna fire me. So I was like, that will be perfect. <laughs> and, and like, I made the egg and gave it and you were like, cool. And then you just like closed the door. <laughs> And I was like, okay. And yeah, we,
0: put, we put it on Sammy's stomach and our it max tapes. Your... <laughs> I
1: know, it was on Sammy. I put it on Sammy, yeah. But it was honestly, I had like the best time. It was really cool. Me and Tammy, like, really bonded. Uh, we had to, because like, he was like naked a lot of the time, like, or just like in his underwear for some of those scenes. Like, it was really ridiculous. Like, the tree, there was like a oh, tree house. God you sent me oh, to like a studio when we went to yeah yeah, and then you like you sent me to like the, the go get a fog machine, machine
0: the... and the fog machine yeah yeah, was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I was like hello I'm here for a fog yeah. machine and they were like yeah this is what we got and I was like oh this looks like fucking Alfred Hitchcock used it whatever like you yeah, yeah. Thing into a tree. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Uh if you if you're listening and you don't know what the fuck we're talking about hopefully you do know what we're talking about it's Masa and the power season 2 which you can go watch on YouTube and you'll you'll go watch it today and you'll you'll instantly recognize all the things Isabella's talking about the the blow up dolls the egg on Sammy's stomach the fog machine in the treehouse
1: yeah um, it's very ridiculous but super yeah.
0: fun Yeah that was Ooh, production is so stressful though like yeah it's like super stressful because you don't know what's going to go wrong and i mean i would say like definitely production at that budget is just bananas and like you're doing when you're trying to make something that looks like 100 bucks and you only have 10 bucks it and you're under a time constraint it's always fucking crazy um were you with us when we went to that parking garage with that old white guy, Uh, older white guy, Michael, uh, he was like...
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be like the Texas Hammer.
0: Yes, And you were
1: like, hey, I got this tiny hammer. And I was like, okay. It was like at Stanford or something.
0: Yes. Gosh, you got a good memory. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I remember all of this.
0: Yeah. I just remember on that scene we went and shot it. And so that guy who played the the Texas Hammer or whatever, one of the attorneys, yeah, he was his attorney. He he's a filmmaker so he's familiar with shooting and stuff and i remember we went and shot that and we shot it like in an hour because we were stealing the location and yeah. i remember he told me he was just like i don't understand how you guys do it this way he's like <laughs> i <I'm..." laughs>
1: he was like drop. we're not white <laughs> <laughs> i was just like
0: yeah man he's like i did I, he's like you guys are crazy he's like i it's it's really impressive and he's like i just like because he was caught off guard as an actor you know, because he thought he would have more time. I'm like, dude, this isn't like a Sundance film. This is like a fucking web series for, you know, this is fucking idiots, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, man, I miss it. I haven't done anything like that in a very long time. I mean, probably the last stuff we did were like skits and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But no, that was so fun. And then, and then I, the other thing I was thinking about before talking to you was that this is like – it was that same year, which is basically means it's the six-year anniversary of the best South by Southwest ever. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I had thought I had thought about this recently because uh, one of my friend Nancy, my friend Nancy, is in LA. She like messaged me, and like she knows Sarah, who the girl that I was who, who I was staying oh. with. Yeah, and she was. Oh. <laughs> So I haven't talked to Sarah since then, and I still feel like wildly terrible. Uh, but yeah, Dude, she, she was. was like,
0: oh, kinda, I mean, I don't want to call her out right or anything, but she was kind of real. Like she was, she like, was.
1: it was like it was like she specifically told me like, don't lose these keys. Feed yeah. the cat, like, and I was like, I'm totally not gonna lose these keys. I'm not gonna lose them at all. But it was like they were clipped to my regular keys and we were like doing all this like shooting. And so yeah. I feel like they claim I'm clipped somewhere. Yeah. And, like, I remember showing up to the house, so, like to the apartment, super drunk and just being like, OK, like looking at my keys and like not yeah. seeing them and just like going. And there's not that many keys and just like going yeah. through them and being all. Oh, no, they're totally here. I'm just drunk. And like, no, I had lost those keys. But yeah. It was, oh, yeah. Sammy was the worst. Oh, th- showing up at my
0: sister's so, apartment! So, I, <laughs> uh. so the, the, the short story of that day that day was that we basically had an event at a tire shop to that was a meet and greet for Masa and the Power and for Chingo, yeah. who's now our, everyone's favorite hero uh, in Texas. <laughs> We won't get into that conversation. We'll we'll leave that one out. We'll drag you into that. But we had a meet and greet with Chingo at a tire shop, and where we went and bought a bunch of tamales. Like I think I bought like four hundred dollars worth of tamales, yeah, and sodas and stuff. And then we told people come out to this tire shop and meet and take a picture with Chingo and get a free tamale or something, right? And what ended up happening was that people raided the tamales and stole, like, people just walked up and got, like, bags of 10 as opposed to just one or something.
1: That uh, old lady? Yes. Came up she, and just, like, took a styrofoam container. And I was like, I'm not going to stop her. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to go tell that vieja no? Yeah. <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> <laughs> uh, uh so we did the meet and greet and then like that was the big thing for the week and so after that meeting we're like all right we're done i think chingo dipped he went back to houston or whatever we're like all right let's drink let's party tonight or whatever and then the first thing is we went to a party that the el ray team invited us so at the time we were talking to el ray network about working together and so we went to this party where robert rodriguez was do you remember that
1: I remember all of this. Okay, okay,
0: okay. So we went to a party at a club that was that was thrown by El Rey Network, and and Robert Rodriguez shows up in his Porsche, and like doesn't talk to anybody. I like Robert; he's cool. Met him a few times, (laughs) whatever. He's he was always cool to me, but but that night it was like a it was just like a he had to just show up and show that he like takes some pictures and whatever. And then Sammy was kind of like laming out and wanted to go do his own thing. And so he was like, Hey, is it okay if I leave? No. Okay. What happened?
1: So Sammy was, I was like, cause we were like, you told us, you're like, Hey, just hang out for a little while, like 20 minutes. And then like, you know, I'll introduce you to some people and then we'll, and then y'all can do whatever. Right. And and we were like, cool. And then like, you know, time's up on that. And so we were like, I was like sammy i'm gonna go to the bathroom and then i'll come back and we'll like split and okay. i think he was already like fucking high and like didn't <laughs> hear me over robert rodriguez playing his guitar and shit
0: oh uh, that's what they played yeah. they played yeah. it yeah. The played. yeah that's what it was
1: and yeah. so so sammy didn't fucking hear me and so i went to the bathroom and i came back and sammy was gone and then I was just like, hey, Sammy left. And you're like, okay, we'll leave in a little bit. And me and you ended up like kicking it the rest of the night. And yeah. then Sammy was just like, M I A went on his own fucking adventure. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> okay, so he left and then we stuck around for a little while longer. And then we yeah. went to a party on Sixth Street, right? That yeah, was we went to
1: like Belly Grossa's stuff. Belly
0: Grossa's party, which is yeah. pretty dope, I thought. Like it was a cool party. Um, yeah. but we were just drinking like mad drinking, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we were, we kept on being worried about the backpacks because we had backpacks with cameras and like a laptop and a drive because I didn't want to yeah. leave them in, I didn't want to leave them in the car to get stolen. So I was like, we got to carry them around.
1: Yeah. So we're fucking
0: running around like idiots drinking like crazy like, in Oz with big old backpacks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but we kept our shit together, kinda. Okay, so we went to the we went to Peligrosa, and then we ended up at Taco Cabana at some point, I think. Right? Do you remember that? I
1: think so. We
0: took a we took an Uber or a Lyft to Taco Cabana, I think, and got some food to kind of quote sober up.
1: Oh yeah. And, okay.
0: And and I remember like we were like hella drunk, and we were just talking about like art and all this stuff and we're like yeah, yeah we're okay. doing this like having a good time we're like we're gonna keep doing this we're gonna that." we yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were at Robert Rodriguez's party yeah no yeah, it
0: was cool <laughs> yeah yeah it was so stupid but so we get hella drunk and then we go back to your car at some point and yeah. then I, I guess one of us thinks they're sober enough to drive we were sober enough to drive we're, let's just put it that
1: allegedly sober yeah no. yes we were allegedly, cool we were cool
0: to drive allegedly allegedly we were drunk but we were actually yeah. cool to drive
1: i was very cool we're both yeah. very cool yeah yeah
0: and we go back to well so we were crashing at a friend of isabel's apartment who she was cat sitting for i guess
1: yeah right and so she, yeah so she was this, she was house sitting for somebody else and doing her own south by southwest stuff and i had told me like hey like uh, you can stay here, do whatever, like there's food, just like take care of the cat, uh, like feed the cat and mm-hmm. don't lose these keys, there's no spare. And I was like, that's fucking easy. Like yeah. Like, I was just like, yeah, like I could totally do that. And I did that like the first like two days yeah. or something. Yeah. And it yeah. was, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to lose these keys. And then like that night we got back to that uh, apartment and I was like, where are these keys? And I was like, oh, Fuck. And so we ended up I just remember they were
0: in the we thought they were in the truck cuz oh, we yeah. went, we went through your truck like 400 times like yeah. tearing it apart like under every seat, every bag, everything like it's got to be in here somewhere. No. Yeah. no. no.
1: We just we just nowhere. ran
0: through. We went through all of Austin drunk for like the and last then-
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I lost those keys and uh we ended up sleeping in the car Uh, and then like like waking up i remember
0: i was kind of pissed and i was like i'm taking the back seat like that was my that was my that was the one thing that i was like okay i'm gonna do this i said i'm gonna just you're like like okay fine and like i i got to lie down in the back seat and you slept in the front i guess i don't know and my feet were hanging out of the window because i rolled the window down And I slept in the back of your Jeep Cherokee, right? It was a white Jeep Cherokee or something. And my feet were hanging out. And it was not hot, not cold. It was about as good as you'd want it to be for that sort of situation. But I remember, I mean, I'm older, right? I was like fucking 35 already or something. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? I was like, what? (laughs) Seriously, I remember being in the back of the car and just thinking like, what am I doing? I'm like... (laughs) I'm 35. Or, I was probably 36 already. Okay, if it was six years ago, then I was, I was 37. I was like, I'm 37. I'm married. I could have like a regular job. And I'm fucking drunk, sleeping in a Jeep Cherokee with like Isabel in Austin. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And it got worse from there. <laughs> it got worse from there. <laughs> Okay, so what happened? We woke up. Okay. I don't even remember how we got into the house or to the apartment. Oh, no,
1: I I like called my friend and I was just like, like just sweating. Mm. Like, one, because I was like hungover mm-hmm. and like just so nervous because she was like, don't lose these keys. And I was like, yeah, I got it. I'm not going to lose them. Mm. And I totally lost them. And so she had to come and like let me in and let me. She was just like, hey, you got to go. Like, I can't, I can't have you stay here. Like, you got to. You got to go because I need to, I have other stuff to do. And so, like, so we went in, got our stuff, and like, we, we couldn't find Sammy. And That's right. We so went, Sammy's
0: still out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy was still yeah. MIA,
1: and we're trying to get a hold of him. And I think we went to like a coffee shop or something. Oh, he like messaged me through like Facebook Messenger or something. Through Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, like, hey, meet me at this Starbucks, and I was like, What the fuck? Like, okay. And so, we went over there, and like, I you were already like pissed, and so I was like quiet. And then, we picked up Sammy, and like, Sammy's just like empty handed and like just kind of dirty, yeah. And <laughs> so he like gets in the car and we're like dude like are you okay and he's like yeah uh and then like i was like okay uh we gotta like well drive he, told to, like, us, the-
0: he told us we were like w- yeah he's well, like we gotta drive to your sisters but we're like where's, yeah. the, where's the backpack or whatever right and so, he's like so we were, oh it's at my friend's house
1: yeah so we were already like driving to my sister's you know and yeah you were like you know hey where's the backpack with all the stuff because it was like where's like we gotta have all of our shit and he's like oh it's at my friend's house yeah. and he, we were like okay and I think oh yeah okay so yeah and so we went to my sister's and on the way there like there was construction and so there's like there was no like median to like pull <laughs> over and like <laughs> I'm like okay, okay feel, is like, it as- over-
0: Isabel's driving. Isabel's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. And Sammy's in the back. And Sammy's yeah. just looking like really worried. He looks like he's hungover, obviously, but more than yeah. anything, he's really quiet. And he's not yeah. like making jokes or anything. He's just really quiet. Mm-hmm. We we're in the front seat hungover. We had stopped for a second to get some Starbucks at that, I guess where we met him or something, because we actually yeah. got some coffee and like I remember I got like some sort of snack or something. And yeah. we're driving down so like you, so, yeah. So we're
1: driving to my sister who lives in like San Marcos, I think at that point, or just like outside of Austin. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like there's like no barriers – oh, sorry. There's like concrete barriers on the side of the road. And I start like panicking because I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Like I don't feel good. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it to the end of this construction zone. And so instead of saying like, "Hey, give me like my backpack and try to throw up into my backpack," I'm like driving, just like eyes open and just throwing up on myself on like my chest.
0: No, and you're just okay, all, so, so you you you're like you. This is how it went down from my point of view because I'm sitting <laughs> next to you, and you're like you're just looking a little more. Then you start getting quiet and just kind of like looking a little green in the face, if you will. And you're like, oh, I think I might need to throw up. And I'm like, just hold it in. We can't pull over now because of all the barriers, like you said. Yeah. Like, just hold it in. Just hold it in. And then, like, I'm looking at you, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then the, the, your face just said it all. Like, you, it wasn't – there was nothing you could do. You couldn't slow down. There were cars behind us. And you basically yeah. threw it all over your own chest. Yeah. And, like, it, and I just kind of, as much as I could inside of a car, jumped to my yeah. right. <laughs> like against a window away from you and like you threw up a few times like "Ah!" and like i was like it was was like like a horror movie i was like
1: "Ah!"
0: and then like you know i'm looking at sammy in the rear view and he's like "Ah!"
1: yeah
0: (laughs) so we're basically all screaming yeah Um, yeah yeah but i
1: maintained speed and didn't swerve so I'm yes a yeah um, so yeah no i threw up all over myself and then we like get to my sister's like she's living in a house and she's not out of work yet so we're just like i'm just standing in her yard and like hosing myself off with, like the water hose all this barf off of me and she gets home and she just like looks at me and she's like Okay, come shower. Well, before then, before
0: we made it to before we made it to your sister's house, we we did pull over when the yeah. construction zone ended, and we had like for whatever reason we had a couple of uh, gallons of water in the car.
1: Oh yeah, um, and I you were just pouring... You took a, it's picture in a picture of
0: it. Really? You took a
1: picture. Yeah.
0: Oh, you need to find that. Um, I don't know where that is. It maybe it may It's maybe on one of my old phones or yeah, something. Yeah, because like. I'm
1: just all like, ugh, like this. I'm just all, oh, yes, ugh, yes. and I'm just like covered in barf.
0: You're covered in barf, and you're pouring that shit like water over yourself. And then we had to drive another probably 20 minutes yeah. smelling <laughs> like awful. And yes. we finally got <laughs> to your sister's house, and we're finally able to sleep like decent human beings for a few hours, I think.
1: Yeah, because it was still really early in the morning.
0: It was probably like 8 or something, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, early, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we took showers, and then you, we took a nap. Yeah. And then, like, Sammy was still being really quiet.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And we're just like, oh, he's probably just tired or whatever. And then, like, on the way – and then we're like, okay, another day of South by Southwest – Mm -hmm. And on the drive back, that's when Sammy said something about the backpack. Uh, It's like he was just like, hey, like.
0: He admitted it in the car. He admitted it. Yeah, that he lost Mm -hmm. a backpack with the laptop and a few hard drives of shit that we had shot. And I don't think we had it backed up or whatever. Um,
1: And you got so quiet me and Sammy were, like, terrified. <laughs> and I was, like, driving, and I was, like, I don't know. We were, like, getting into Austin, and I was, like, I don't know where I'm going. Like, where are we headed? And then we were, like, okay, here's the plan. We're going to go to a restaurant of my choice, and we're going to have breakfast. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. Where would we go? Like, a fucking Applebee's or something? No. We went somewhere. We went somewhere like that, or, like, a Chili's or, like, a Red Robin's but you were all pissed we? off and you're yeah and you were like you were really pissed off and like then like the first thing out of your mouth was like we're gonna go to a restaurant of my choice <laughs> and then we like <laughs> sat in, and then so we like got to the restaurant and we like got into a booth <laughs> and we everything we me and sammy were like both quiet because we had like both really fucked up like he lost the laptop I got us kicked out of the apartment and then like threw up all over myself and it was just like all this fucking nesio <laughs> shit and like you were just like looking at your menu like really angry and then you were like okay i know what i want and you ordered your food and then we ordered our food and you started like eating and then after a while you were like okay here's the plan for the day and we were like ah oh. <laughs> we it was like really scary we we're like do we yeah do we I, what food? i
0: remember uh, i think I think we did go to Chili's now that you mentioned it, because I remember they had those things where you pay at the table. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Those, the, I feel I like really I, don't know, sure. I don't know why I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, but what I remember about being angry is like like just sitting there and thinking, like, I've never been in a situation like that, you know? And I thought, I thought, this is how my dad would handle it a certain way. And I was like, and I'm not going to do that. That's why I just (laughs) shut the fuck up because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to communicate in a manner that wouldn't have been like extremely like volatile or angry. And so instead of, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how to communicate like, like a normal human saying like, guys, like this was really irresponsible, whatever, you know, I don't know how white people do this shit, but I didn't know how to do that. And so in lieu of that, I just stayed quiet. And I just said, you know what? I know they can tell I'm upset, and that should be enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we knew. <laughs> but I was, mad, I was like, mad at Sammy, too, because he didn't say anything to me. Yeah. i like, I was just, like, oh, my gosh, like, you didn't fucking say anything to me. Like, we didn't, we could have been, like, look, spending time, like, looking for it, like, well he like, i think he
0: thought he was gonna find it right like for some yeah. weird, weird reason like he thought he was gonna resolve it and he wouldn't have to tell anybody so he was just trying yeah. to figure it out on his own
1: i was like sammy like, like tell me and then he was just like oh here here's some extra shit on top of your shit well no, we you know, know you, you,
0: you got lucky it balanced it out you you ended yeah. up like because your shit was minor relative I mean, right minor. <laughs>
1: I should have been all oh, thank God, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up, but not as bad as you. <laughs> I kept <That's>, my backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. That was so long ago. That was fun, though. That's a, a yeah, great, it cool. great weekend.
1: Ernie. I had a great time. <laughs> I think me and Tammy, like, there was, like, a, like, and we were already, like, late. Maybe that was the same year, because y'all didn't do South by again, right?
0: mm Mm
1: -mm. yeah so it was like robert rodriguez got us like a day pass to go check out his like panel and me Mm -mm. and tammy were late Mm
0: because we were like
1: because we dropped i think i like dropped you off or something and then me Mm -mm. and tammy were like well we got time and then we went somewhere else and then we were like oh let's go to this bar and just have like Mm -mm. a beer and then like you know Mm -mm. like go over there and then we were fucking late and you were like where are y'all and we're like running into the conference hall and you're like at the bottom of the escalator (laughs) all pissed off and then I remember That's they right. gave us, they gave us like El Rey phone chargers. And I remember there was a guy, <laughs> there was like a guy in the Q and A who was wearing a hat just like Robert Rodriguez, and he was like, "Oh my god, like I love you so much, like I love your movies."
0: Oh, and he like, yeah, but he was, yeah. like, he was like, he was
1: like fashioned after him, and I was like, okay, yeah, like yeah.
0: It was all it, it was all pretty lame in terms of the El Rey thing, but I mean. At the time, what I was trying to do was get us, you know, like a partnership with those guys and try to get us some fucking money, and yeah. so, you know, here they we were, knew. Fucking late. <laughs> yeah, that was that. Obviously, that's you know, yeah. I'm trying to explain to the audience, to our listeners here, why I would have been upset. I wasn't just being a prick and like, oh, why aren't you guys late to a sure. panel, like. We were representing Desmadre Madre as a company, if you will, and they were interested in partnering with us. And they knew that Isabel and Sammy were like two of the key creatives or whatever as part of the team. And these fuckers couldn't even show up to a panel. And then, then, then yeah, the next day, one of them is throwing up on themselves and the other one is losing, you know, three grand worth of equipment or something. <laughs> oh jesus christ but no good times i mean those are yeah. amazing memories amazing memories and like it's fun to cherish a- them yeah yeah yeah
1: i was like that was a good time
0: oh gosh all right <laughs> let's 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 move on talking about the past but isabel okay. worked with us for a number of years and did amazing work with us and um if you haven't figured it out Isabel is from san antonio and one of the things i wanted to talk to you about was Uh, Because I was talking to somebody else recently and they were asking about like San Antonio and like I was trying to explain to them the difference kind of between San Antonio and Austin and Houston and like kind of like what the vibe is in each of those cities and also kind of what the culture scene is like in each of those cities. And I know you've been tied in as an artist slash illustrator, um, but you're also like obviously very like because you're young and you're part of that the, the crowd there and so you know the music scene and whatnot um but yeah I, I mean how would you describe the difference between and i think san antonio has been what i was telling this person is that san antonio has been shifting into becoming a kind of more organic um and i i don't know if you guys use this word locally there but a kind of organic latinx like scene and and away from being like a tejano scene you know what i'm saying uh-huh. Is that okay. correct? Or, like, it well, seems like, yeah.
1: Okay, go ahead. No, no,
0: no, no I, that's it, basically. Like, what yeah. is the vibe there? Because I think there's <laughs> the Hanos scene, which has always been there. But I feel like it's been changing, and, and you guys have your own art scene that's a, separate from that, you know?
1: Um, I think they're, like, like in terms of, like, music, The Hanos music is still really strong. Everyone's yeah. still, like, like, I still listen together. Like, K-E-D-A, okay. Jalapeno Radio, like, that, like, I turn on the radio and I listen to that. Because otherwise, if you listen to like 99.5 Kiss, it's like very misogynistic. Like Mm -hmm. Billy Madison in the morning is like really gross. They're like, do you go down on your wife? Why or why not? And then it's like, here's a Metallica song. And then you're like, oh, okay. Like we're stuck in the (laughs) 90s. It's very like very 90s and like terrible. And they're like, here's another Green Day song. You guys like disturbed? And it's just like super annoying. But like, like Tejano music is just like those those bands are like still playing even in a pandemic. It's very upsetting, um, but like our music scene, everyone we realize. But like, I'm talking
0: more like you know, more like, more like the nightlife scene, I guess. And like because oh. there's like you know, I know you, you you would post about like high tones and these other places and oh, stuff yeah. like that, and that seems like a different vibe, you know, than you're talking about. The, yeah,
1: well, I think like high tone, like high tones, Faust. Like Lojo, Bujo, and like what was Phantom Room and is now like Lonesome Rose. Like those are really, those are my favorite bars because like my homies own them. And like, I feel very comfortable in those bars. And there's like a mix of generations there. And it's like a mix of music where there's like a punk punk rock band's playing a show. <clears throat> but in mm-hmm. between bands, there's like cumbia music. Like everyone's just right. like very cool and, like, where people think, like, you know, oh, I have to be, like, Mexican or American and, then like, everyone here is just, like, totally blended and in the middle. And, like, absolutely fine with that. Like, there's metal bands playing and then there's Tejano music in between bands. Like, and nobody complains. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. And they're just like, oh, yeah, like, I would dance. My parents would dance this song. Like, or they, like, people know, like, the most punk rock dudes know how to, like, you know, Tejano dance and do step and do all this shit. Like, it's, it's just kind of like yeah it's organic but it's not anything that's like forced and I think that's because people are still very much in touch with their roots and maybe that's because they live at home with their parents because uh, their parents still listen to that stuff but it's I don't think like if I had like a million dollars I'd still live in the same neighborhood and go to those same bars and like like frequent the same dive bars because it's like very much home and it's organic and those where all my friends are and like it's not the san antonio Riverwalk which is like always trying to like sell san antonio and i feel like the way san antonio has like been marketed towards tourism is like kind of like a little mexico Mm -hmm. like it's for people who don't yeah. Like, can't afford or are too afraid to travel to Mexico. They can get all the, like, <laughs> stuff from Mexico. All the, like, goods and stuff at the Mercado. Like, they can still get mariachis yeah, and stuff yeah. here. And, like, my cousin's, like, my cousin's boyfriend, he's in, like, the biggest mariachi group in San Antonio. And he makes a shitload of money off of doing events. Like, but, like, it's... There's still, like... There's that tourism San Antonio. And then there's, like, everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the shit. Like, I just love everything that they're not selling and like they can try and repackage it and sell it back to us but it's like we people can tell like oh this is like 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 garbage and it's not real like it's not real tahano shit like there was a music festival like botanica fest and it was like put on by like white tech dudes and it ended up like everyone was like just talking (laughs) shit about it that they ended up like changing the name or something and like minimizing it to like a concert in the Fiesta, Texas parking lot. Um, but it was like, yeah, like people can try and like, people can try and resell what they think San Antonio culture is, but it's not real. And, you know, real recognizes real. I'm sorry. I'm burping. Yeah, is there
0: is there like a certain is there like a neighborhood that most of this stuff like is concentrated in like the like the stuff that you're talking about like what's what side of town do you live on what's that like
1: I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get people a
0: feel for San Antonio south side, okay?
1: Yeah, I'm south okay. side. like, but I'm like right inside Fort 410, so like it's like Rancho area, like the Mission flea market's right there. Everyone has big yards in this neighborhood, and as you, um and the West Side's like really puro – the East side has been gentrified and that was where like a lot of the black community lived and is being like pushed out. And that's because mm. like the Pearl, it used to be the Pearl Brewery. It got bought up by this dude and like revitalized and it started like pushing like all this gentrification like East. And so mm. like, that's not somewhere I hang out. Like yeah. I've gone there a couple times and like I, you know, there's like succulent plants and I'll just go and like take a little cuttings from that. <laughs> Like it's not where I spend my money. It's not where I'm like, oh, let's go to the Pearl this weekend. I'm like, no, let's go like to Lighthouse Lounge and like fucking kick it at Woodlawn. Like, like, it's I don't know. That place is really shitty to me. I see because there's like we I had to go there for a project like for contract work. I had to go to the bookstore and the people at the bookstore are really nice. But yeah, yeah, it was like people, all these white people out there, like no mask. And they're like, hey, Catherine, oh my God, is this your dog? And they're like hugging. And I'm like, bitch, we're in a fucking pandemic. Like, I know this chicken in your household. And they're just like, Uh, oh, like it was, oh, I just can't stand it. Yeah. There are no masks.
0: Yeah. What is the... We're (laughs)
1: outside.
0: What is the, I mean, what is the, like... Do most of most of your friends who grew up in San Antonio are have they stuck around or have people left or like you know what is like uh, like what is the workforce and the kind of job like situation there like where most people go work you know? Uh,
1: so people have left. Some stayed away. Like other other Southsiders who left, I went to school. They all came back because we all fucking love the Southside. Um. And so now some of my friends are becoming homeowners, which is really cool. You're like, yeah, you bought a house. You did it. Like it's two blocks from your mom, but that's fucking tight.
0: Uh, Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, there's like, so tourism is a huge thing. So like I have friends, like one of my friends, he used to work at like the river barges downtown and do like the tours on the little boats. He used to do Mm -hmm. that. Um, and now he's one of the bar owners isaac shout out uh he owns like uh Eloho. and now but now because of the pandemic he got a part-time job at heb so mostly fuck man a bunch of people work at heb mm. um there's like tech jobs <laughs> but they're not looking for like they want people to move here for those jobs like there's not mm. like any there's some like like code up kind of things um, who try and get, like, San Antonians to, like, do code and stuff. But it's mostly, like, move to San Antonio. It's really cheap. And then when they get here, they're, like, wondering why we're all giving them bad looks. Like, you fucking bought up this neighborhood and then put some ugly, like, like what are they called? Container home on it. And it's all boxy and ugly and gray. <laughs> um, yeah. But so people mostly stay in San Antonio. There's, like, pretty good yeah. jobs right now. It's like because of the pandemic, it's exposed like a lot of things like restaurant owners are like people don't want to work. And it's like people don't want to work for like two dollars and 16 cents because that's like I think that it's not necessarily law, but it's like the suggested amount that you pay like waiters and waitresses, like two dollars and 16 cents, assuming that they're going to make tips. And so they're like, people don't want to work. And it's like, well, fucking pay them more. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Everything. Yeah.
1: Everything's shitty because of the pandemic. Yeah. I'm very fortunate though. Like I live yeah. in my mom's house. I fucking draw and like do work and like my mom is always cooking, so I eat her food. I live at her house. Yeah. And there's and there's like, you know, people are like, Oh, she lives at her mom's house. Whose mom am I supposed to live with? Like, shut the fuck up. I live here. I'm gonna <laughs> inherit this house when she dies. I may as well just chill out until that happens. Like, we got bedrooms. But <laughs> Yeah. No. What is it? I know. Can
0: I ask about your? Can I? I know that your boyfriend moved from LA right to San Antonio. What has that been like for him? Like, has he enjoyed it? Or and he's not even he's not even Mexican American, right?
1: No. So he's uh, Central American American. He's Salvadoran American. So his parents um, were uh, were immigrated from El Salvador, and he was born in LA. And he was like super LA. Like, went to LA USD public school and shit. Went yeah. to, uh, like, Cerritos College, like, community college. Like, he's real proud of it. I'm real proud of my community college, so I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, Cal State Long Beach. And he was working at the Museum of Latin American Art when he moved here. Uh, and he just fucking, like, went hard, fully embraced Texas. He now wears, like, cowboy boots. Like, he's big into <laughs> boots. He had like, tailors his pants to show off his boots. <laughs> um, yeah, he got into like like workwear, and I was like, okay, you're gonna wear this shit. I'm gonna put you to work outside, like we need to put the new fence. But yeah, he's like little botas, and he's like, oh, I got black ones, and I got these, and uh, he totally he fell in love with San Antonio. So even if we broke up, he was like, if we broke up, I'm not moving. And I was like, I'm gonna kick you out of this fucking city. Um, <laughs> but no, he like absolutely loved San Antonio, and like my friends like really embraced him. He had, like, his own, like, uh, solo show here, I want to say, like, over a year ago, well over a year ago, like, yeah. in, two Januarys ago. And he had his, like, so his he's show a my, as well. Yeah. yeah, so he works yeah. at my old job, but, like, he works part-time, and then he does, like, art, too, and so he's preparing for another show. He has a show now in San Francisco that's, like, a Central American, like, caravan show. That's not the real title, mm-hmm. but it's something like that um and then yeah. he's working on another show and so i don't know let me, let me see if i can change it there's like he's working on this painting and it's like the santa muerte statues in a botanica he's doing that stuff because it's like really nice. big in his family oh i fucked up my camera let me see <laughs> but yeah chingo
0: on. So he's he's embraced it then. Like he's oh, yeah. he's enjoyed being in San Antonio and yeah. He loves it. And
1: then there's Central American yeah. food here now. Like there's more Central Americans moving to San Antonio, which is really yeah. awesome. Um like so there's like Pienda Centro Americana and you could go and find like food there at like mm-hmm. Pika Pica, there's like a pupusa spot and they're super cool at the flea market, there's another pupusa spot. And he's made friends with those people like they're like oh Galileo like this lady's all happy to see him (laughs) and like he put in a special order for some food for for like I don't know Saturday or Sunday it's some like special Easter meal
0: oh nice yeah
1: no he's totally like found his footing here when at first like he was like very much in my shadow and like everybody was like, oh, it's Isabel's boyfriend. And he was like, I'm my own person. And he was really upset. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like I've, I worked really hard to like build myself up as an individual and be like, and <laughs> just get respect. And so people are like, you're Isabel's boyfriend. I'm like, you fucking take it. And he was like, oh, okay. And now he's his own person. They're like, you're an artist too. And he's like, yes, I am. But yeah, because for a while I was like, oh, that's Robert's girlfriend. Like my ex-boyfriend. And now they're like, oh, that's Isabel. And I'm like, yes, it's me. I'm my own person. I'm not yeah. just that, like, marijuana's girlfriend. But, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Like, Galley's really adjusted, and he loves it here. I, I think awesome. if I would have moved to L.A., we would have broke up, like, in two months.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: mm-hmm. I couldn't take the traffic.
0: Yeah. I feel like... L.A. is a different beast. Yeah. You would have had... I would have You'd have to get a job that you would have not liked, I think, just because the cost yeah. of living is so crazy and like it yeah. It would it Yeah, would we would have broke up. It would have been bad.
1: I would yeah. have been like, I can't fucking shop at Ralph's. I got an H I gotta go to H E B. I'm out of here.
0: <laughs>
1: like pack up uh, my pillow and split.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, all right. The last thing I wanted to ask you about was with was the zine the zine world. And so um you know you have been or you were one of the co-founders of saint sucia right Mm -hmm. and which is a zine that you guys started man it's you guys had that going back then right that was like in it's been six years as well right
1: 14 yeah yeah
0: so six or seven years um because i remember you guys dropping your first ones and thinking that was like some really cool shit that you guys are working on um, tell us about the genesis of that project with you and your partner in that project and kind of what you've done with it and what what, what you're up to with it now.
1: So basically the name like Santa Susia came from when I was at still at Texas State, which is like a really big party school. Um, <clears throat> me and my homegirl Sharon, who's a Westsider, we met at Texas State uh through like latinas unidas latinas unidas like a it was the free organization it wasn't like a sorority it wasn't a sorority Yeah, yeah. it wasn't a sorority it was like hey do you want like free juice and chips and like to hang out like are you latina and i was like yeah i'll go to this (laughs) and like because like i was really like not into sororities because they all dress the same and you had to pay money and i was like i don't want to wear the same drunken and jacket as you it's very weird um (laughs) And so, me and Sharon met there, and we got along, like, instantly. And so, she lived in Austin and was, like, staying at my apartment a lot. But, like, some, she stopped, like, she was staying most nights at my apartment, but not all nights, because she was off doing, like, Cochina shit, like, meeting up with dudes and, like, going places. And and I just, me and my hood brat friends were just being real susia and, like... Like they were they were all raised Catholic, Catholic so they had like saints and they would be like, Oh, I hope I go on this date and I hope I get fucking my black my back blown out or whatever And I was like, You can't be asking like Jesus or the Virgin <laughs> Mary for this shit. Like I was like, You need like a saint who's like a security <laughs> girl who gets it, who's like, you know, just fucking down. And uh so I was like, She's gotta be like a susia and so I was like, Santa Susia and we're like, Yeah like and so it was like a joke. And it was just like, Oh my god, I hope my plan didn't yeah, work yeah. like or like I've stayed out all night partying <laughs> and now I gotta like I forgot we had a like an exam today I didn't study because I was partying like I hope I take it uh, and like pass and then you pass and you're like Santa Susia blessed me like it was just like this running joke yeah, yeah. and I was like no there's like, <laughs> I was like there's something here I don't know what it is maybe we'll start a band under this name I don't know and like mm. I had like moved back to San Antonio and I started dating like this real piece of shit dude Uh, who was like really abusive and super shitty and like I remember him telling me like oh like because I was doing like volunteering and still doing like activism stuff and he was like oh it's real funny like all the shit that you do like none of it matters and I was like man fuck you and like we ended up finally splitting up but I just like had all this rage and anger and anytime I like tried to when I was in that relationship whenever I tried to talk about it with somebody I was like hey man like I'm kind of like going through this shit with this guy and like it was maybe like 2000 it was like 2014 and so people weren't like as open to like you know hearing about it as they were mm-hmm. as, as they are now yeah and so there was a as lot of like now. victim yeah. blaming yeah. as like people were just like well you're a college educated mm-hmm. girl how could you get involved with some guy like this and i'm like i did not know who the fuck he was he like lied to me about all these things you know and so like i just like carried yeah. this like shame and anger and i wanted to like put it somewhere and i didn't know where and like i like developed a drinking problem and i'm a social drinker so i was just going to a bunch of art shows and just getting trashed and then like oh they're out of alcohol let me go to another art show <laughs> and like let me go let me go support this band tonight and just getting like super drunk and like drinking my <laughs> sorrows away at like punk shows and then like i saw natasha uh... and i had known natasha because both of our like ex-boyfriends were in the same punk band and I had gone to her parties she would throw like Tasha Palooza parties and they were always really cool and she was just a super fun (laughs) chick and like she had told me like like before when I was in college I was dating this guy named Robert and she had told me like at another event like hey you need to break up with Robert and I was like what and she was like yeah break up with him like he's holding you back and I was like dude I know but like every time I try and start an argument to like to like start a fight to break up like he just agrees up. with me he just agrees with me hard so i can't break up with him and she's like you gotta break up with him before you graduate and so i appreciated like her the homegirl, girl and her reaching out and saying yeah. like you have potential like leave this dude yeah and so when i saw her at the bar i just like yeah. was just like this is the person that like i want to hang out with because she's gonna make me better mm. and like that's real friendship mm-hmm. and so i asked her i was like hey she's standing by a trash can like rolling up a cigarette or something and i was like hey do you want to like start a zine where like brown girls just talk shit and be real and she was like yeah sure and she thought like i asked her because uh, excuse you she had already made a zine called san antopos wow and it was just like san antonio jokes and stuff <laughs> like silly things like the best place to take okay. a shit in San Antonio, and it's, like, half-rise books because it's, like, really clean in there. (laughs) Like, real dumb, silly stuff, like, poems about, (laughs) about, like, old punk places. Uh, But, no, like, we started meeting on her porch, and, like, we really bonded because I was just, like, well, like, I'm really angry, like, I'm going through this stuff. And she was, like, I was in a shitty relationship, too, and we bonded over that. And she had been collecting zines, and so we kind of, like, looked at all her zine issues and, like, tried to figure out what we want to do. And, like, we started like just texting our friends and saying hey i know you like write poetry but you never like like you got drunk and you read me your poetry and it was really good like let us publish it you know we know you make secretly right. make art yeah, yeah like and these are people who didn't like identify yeah. as right artists or writers and we were like we know you have secret talents like let us put this in a book we like right. put up flyers right, right.
0: yeah
1: and like in like the bathroom at high tones and it was like a little tearaway with like you know have you seen this like you know do you want a, like a job or something and it was like a tearaway phone number but it was a tearaway email and like we got like 30 submissions yeah. the first time and we like put the zine together we gorilla printed it and then we like threw a zine release and it was like normally tasha palooza's birthday party it was like her birthday party but it was our zine release, and it was at this. Okay. Tah- <laughs> it was at a Tejano gay bar called Tequila Island, like on Roosevelt. And it was like, uh, and now it's called like uh, nice. a bar. But like, yeah, the guy who who had who owned it, he was really nice, and he like let us throw this party, and we we're like, I don't know if anyone's gonna show up to this like. And I was really nervous because we had like told everybody. I made a flyer, and like nobody was there. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is like at, when I had my birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese in like third grade, and like nobody showed up for the first <laughs> fucking in the first hour." And my mom was like shaking me, and she was like, "I paid for all this pizza. You better have friends." And I was like, "Ah," but yeah, I was like, "We paid for all this pizza. buy them." And like then, like everybody showed up, and it was like all of San Antonio was there. And we had all these, like, punk bands play. We had kumia bands. And it was uh, super awesome. That was, like, the first time I met Claudia, uh, Sammy's partner in person, because she had come mm. down to, like, sell her mixes and try and get, like, uh, like put out flyers for the yeah. Vino Club. And so she was, like, by a little table. We right. were selling our zines off, like, this dirty pool table. And it was, like, super awesome. Like, all the San Antonio was there. It was super great. And it went really well. And so like people were interested, like, are you gonna do a second one? So we did a second one and we started getting more submissions from like people we didn't know. And they were telling us like, you know, Mm. really, they're sending us really heavy content. Like this is about identity, sexuality, Mm. this is about abuse or like my abortion, Mm. uh, about like uh, being undocumented, like all these different types of topics. And suddenly it was like, oh shit, like, yeah, like these stories need to be heard. This artwork should be seen. And so that really started driving the topics for the, for the for the next issues. So we had like a coming of age issue. Yeah. We had a reproductive health and justice, like immigration, education, and we did like it was a total of fourteen issues. And like the like yeah. anger that I had in the beginning of like I need to put this somewhere. Like I felt where I where like at that point I thought like I would never be a whole person like ever again, and now I just feel like I've mm. lived such an incredible life and like the zine has provided like avenues for like healing for me that i would have probably not gotten through therapy like i've traveled with natasha and we've met other people and like they read like like everybody who submits a story and would get in we would change they would say i'm not an artist or a writer but i made this and we would get to write back and say like hey like we're publishing this you're a published author now and like somebody else yeah. we'd go to Chicago and somebody was like hey I read this story and I really identified with it and it just made people feel less alone and then like like yeah. university libraries started picking them up for their archives and so we get to tell people who were the same people who didn't think they were good writers like hey like you're in a university library you're at Duke University you're at like UT Austin you're at like UCLA like Cal State Long Beach like these like someone's reading it and uh like the Mm -hmm. what like really drove that was like the teachers like in in like colleges they were the ones who were like looking at Mm. their syllabus and saying like okay we need to change this up because right now we're just studying a bunch of dead poets and writers and so we need contemporary voices and Mm -hmm. how do we do that we like so they've started to include zines in their syllabus which is really awesome because otherwise like Mm, nobody would really be reading those books and like going through it academically and so we've done lectures at ut for northwestern like all these fucking places like we get to like go and like or do zooms and stuff and like talk about zines and so it's really changed like everyone's perspective about like themselves as creatives like and, like, it's really just given me, like, mm-hmm. avenues for mm-hmm. healing. Because I've traveled, like, all over now because of the zine. And I've met so many awesome people. Like, it's been dope yeah, as fuck. Yeah.
0: I've
1: had the best time. So where did is it at out? now?
0: Are you? Did you guys kind of put it... Did you guys kind of put it... Are, are, are you still doing it? Or did you guys stop? I don't recall. I think I forget. Like, I feel like I heard something. but
1: So we ended with issue 14. And that was, like... It took a while mm-hmm. because, like... I wanted to do something else with Natasha and when I was like hey like we should like stop doing the zine like we've accomplished our goals of like of like you know Mm -hmm. sharing these voices Mm -hmm. and people who had been published in our first zine are now like working on their own zines and like getting published and like submitting work to get published elsewhere I was like we've accomplished our goals like let's let's do something else and she thought I was like breaking up with her she was like, no, like I really like working yeah. with you, and I was like, bitch, I want to work on like other shit with you because we work so well together, and so, yeah, we like put out the last issue, and we still like run Zine Fest, like San Anto Zine Fest. We still help organize that, um, and she she works on her own mm-hmm. zines, and I work on my own zines, but like together, as like creative yep. partners, we've started writing a web series. Like, well, we've, we've, we've written out a pilot mm-hmm. and now we're going through and editing it. Edit, and we've added like two of our friends, like Carlos and Allison, to it. And it's just like, yeah, like we fucking figured out like publishing and did really well at it, like mm-hmm. beyond what we ever thought it would be. Like, why don't we try our hand at other stuff? And I yep. was like, I have some experience. Through (laughs) Desmadre as a production assistant, that like I have like definitely from like doing Desmadre shit, I have like this ragtag mentality of just like yeah we could fucking do it, we don't we don't necessarily need a budget like it helps but like like especially in this town if they were like oh we need a restaurant location I could get on the fucking horse oh you got so many hookups
0: yeah Yeah. like like
1: but easily like I could have Garcia's restaurant like shut down in the morning or like in the corner and being like okay we got to shoot here like anywhere in this town I could yep. probably figure it out so yeah, yeah like that's what we've been working yeah. on and
0: that's awesome and
1: it's like it's pretty good I think it's pretty good um yeah it's like revising I, it's, it. it's
0: crazy yeah that, that's awesome I, I I this is gonna sound like I feel like Like I've known you for longer or like I knew you because by the time we met, you were already working on it or whatever. But it's it's awesome, like just to see what you guys I feel like, you know, I saw it and it was very early. And um, to see what you guys ended up doing with it over those five years and whatnot, I'm just like, I'm really like proud of you. And like, <laughs> I am like, I mean, that, that sounds corny because I haven't known you that long and I'm not like a, you know, a mentor or anything. We worked on some stuff no, together. You, you <laughs> are
1: a mentor to me, whether you know it or not. <laughs> but, I want your approval.
0: <laughs> but I'm, I'm really like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like super impressed. And I feel like you guys have just did something like that's just like hella organic. And, and that's really what ends up mattering, you know? And I think like, I hope you guys keep at it with this, this idea that you're working on. I don't know the details of it, but I'm sure it will be dope. And like, you know, I I think the time is right. And the time is like, we have been building towards like this moment for creators like yourself, like people of color. And like, I feel like, you know, what, what, what you've kind of done with Santa Susia and what hopefully you continue to do with other projects is similar to what somebody like Issa Rae did with awkward black girl and doing, like, her stuff really organically and alone and whatever and then taking it to another level. So, um, yeah, man, it's super dope. And, and I've always wanted to chat with you about it. It's, so it's cool hearing, like, the details of it. And I hope you guys keep at it. And, and like, it's funny that you're talking about, like, with, like, Natasha, like, thinking that she's breaking up and whatever. And, like, I mean, I think, like, you have to recognize that, like, you know, not everything can last forever. Like, there are some oh, yeah. instances some institutions that perhaps can, I mean, you think about some publications that have been around for a hundred years or whatever, but, but, but they've become a slightly different thing than they were originally. And, and at some point, you know, whoever started Rolling Stone is not the same people who are running Rolling Stone. Now there was a certain point when those people, the founders, you know, broke up with their other people and there was whatever they went their own ways and stuff. And so it's natural that the original people who start something move on. Um, it's been weird. Like you've seen what's going on with this mother now with Sammy stepping away and stuff. And like Sammy was really cool about talking about stepping away. And, and I actually just, I didn't know exactly when it would happen, but I figured it would happen soon enough or at some point or another, you know, uh, uh, because, yeah. because people change and people grow and they want to do other things and stuff. And so, um, you know, I told Sammy, like, I hope, you continue doing dope stuff and hopefully you learned a lot and, you know, I'm going to keep doing this because it's kind of my baby and, you know, hopefully like it can turn into something else or it'll just evolve into whatever is it's meant to be next, you know? Um, but yeah, I think you have a, you have a very healthy approach to, to Santa Susia and, um, yeah, you left your mark and people will talk about it, you know, your generation of creatives in San Antonio will, will remember it as part of an era. And, and that's dope. Like, you don't want it to fizzle out to the point where like, nobody cares about it anymore. People will be like, damn, I wish they would have kept doing that. And that's what you want, you know? Yeah, you want you want people to, to remember it on a high that it ended on a high note. So so that's dope man that's dope can people like is there a place that people can still see some of this stuff if they haven't seen it before
1: um so we have some issues for sale like they're print issues and that's like yeah yeah so we have some left on our website we have mostly like the very last issue was just like really great uh it's like a whole culmination of like just like have you, have, you,
0: have you thought of digitizing them I mean I know that kind of defeats the purpose but there's got to be a way to do that in a cool way so that people can you know get access to it yeah. so
1: we're not it's not something that like we're thinking about necessarily right now <laughs> like mm-hmm. if a university does it because they have like real mm. security like ways of doing it where like it can't be like downloaded and stuff
0: because mm-hmm.
1: uh, like we still have issues for sale like, people are just, like, oh, like, can I, uh, like, some guy was, like, oh, hey, like, I'm going to make copies of this and, like, sell them at my school. We're, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> we still have them for sale. And they're, they're like, seven books. So, yeah. like, anybody can buy it. Like,
0: yeah. like there's a, yeah. and
1: so, so, like, right now, putting them online is a priority. Like, I went to, what I'm interested in is Mm. I went well because I went to the AWP conference like which is like the American writers and publishers conference it was here in San Antonio like in late February like right right Mm. as COVID was like hitting they Mm. were like we're gonna go on with this conference and San Antonio was like we're gonna show (laughs) the fuck up because you're never gonna come back to San Antonio and so the panels that did like happen one of them was really cool and it was talking about university publishing and Mm -hmm. that you like don't need to go to a university to publish with them and so Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that we could team up with like ut or utsa or fucking trinity Mm -hmm. university like something in texas Mm -hmm. where they could publish an anthology of like all Mm -hmm. of the zines and then like write-ups and interviews and like include photographs because i have like photographs and like even video of like all of our trips Oh, not all of them but some mm. of them but there's like, like the behind the scenes
0: book. like the making yeah. yeah yeah you know like you know yeah. there's like yeah. books
1: about the fucking Beatles and like the writing process and all the touring and stuff like where they have all that yeah. extra shit i want to include that because that's part of it like photographs from our zine release parties and like poet like yeah. people. we have like photo. we like hired natasha's sister to take photographs of everything so it's like archivable and so hopefully yeah, a uni- yeah. like in five to ten years a university press will like you know pick this shit up so i don't have because people are like what about publishing an anthology and i'm like there's still issues like available i can't say like go to a printer and be like run this shit and then this this big book costs a hundred dollars or whatever because that's like the cost of printing or whatever but no i don't really necessarily want to go online it would just end up like a tumblr yet but if a university does it maybe they'd have to ask us yeah yeah but i'm not i'm not super opposed to yeah. it no i like the idea I, I,
0: yeah i like the idea of uh like an anthology with additional art and photographs and kind of covering it as like yeah yeah i could see that being really dope and it would give people the whole experience you know um so yeah that's a good call i think that makes sense that makes sense Okay, and they can they see, so they can go to Santa, what is the website, if you people can it's, check it out, or, or is it the, your Instagram, or what, like?
1: Just, if you go to the Instagram, the link is there, so it's S-T-S-U-C-I-A, St. Susia, there's like a S-T period Susia, but that's like someone's burner account to like harass one of our friends, and we block them, and <laughs> we can't get rid of it, we're like, that's on us, that's on our <laughs> account, shit about your mom on like fucking uh, Instagram, Um. <laughs> yeah, no. Go, just go to yeah. and There's the link there, and we have some shoes left. Mostly, have our last one, nice. which is like the best one. It's the one I'm most proud of. It's like the finisher. It's fantastic. I love it. Dope,
0: dope. All right, cool. And then people can follow you and your work on your IG. What's your What's your handle? I forget it. It's, it's Queen, Queen of. Is it Queen, still Queen of? Ta-
1: Queen of Tacos TX. I haven't <laughs> changed it. I want to, but but I don't know. People know me as Queen of Tacos TX. I should (laughs)
0: just. Cool. Is there anything else you're working on right now that you want to talk about, or?
1: Um, I have a Patreon too. Should I shout that out?
0: Whatever you want, man.
1: Yeah. Hey, folks. Isabel here, <laughs> check out my Patreon, like using my white, the white voice, like check out my Patreon. <laughs> uh, no, I got a Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Isabel Castro. I think it's my name, um, okay. and sometimes you get cool stuff in the mail, sometimes it's a sticker, sometimes it's a mini-zine, uh, it's mostly like me posting my thoughts and feelings. There was a break when I had COVID, uh, I don't know if you knew, Ooh. I had COVID, and it fucking sucked. Um, I still have lingering Jeez. symptoms, but like, you no, know, like I post like my thoughts and feelings on there, some stuff going on. Like I've had, I've talked about, I talk about stuff that I don't necessarily talk about, like on my Instagram, like when people reach out to me and they're yeah. like, Hey, do you want to do this yeah. opportunity? And then they're all chicken shit with the money or like no money. And so I talk shit on yeah. my Patreon about <clears throat> me too and, mm. uh, other people. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get zines in the mail yeah. or stickers? Um, what else? Nice. I don't know. Yeah, I got a Patreon. My store doesn't really All have right. anything in it. All I don't know. Right. What do you got going on? Right? Right, cool, cool, do? cool.
0: <laughs> Top secret, dog. Top secret. Uh, <laughs> man. I'm trying to make a movie. That's my. That's what I want Are you to trying do. To make a movie. And I'm working on something yeah i wrote a children's book but i haven't
1: illustrated it i haven't gotten around to it somebody hit me up to write a children's book i know you're trying to end this podcast but i want to talk shit right now um okay yeah somebody hit me up to like illustrate a children's book for them and they're people with money and i know they fucking have money uh and they were like how much would it be to illustrate this book and i didn't know like i've never illustrated i've done zines that's my life i'm trying to get into like the children's book game but you know, it's hard, hard times, hard times. Uh, but yeah, they like wrote a book. They let me read it. And I was like, this is a great book. And they're like, how much would it charge to illustrate it? And I was like, I don't know. So I called my homies, Nick Benya, who's, who's done like really cool books. Like he illustrated, my papi has a motorcycle. Uh, and like, I hit him up and he came out like, he was just like, yo, let me fucking give you 15 minutes of like children's book illustrating money, like real quick. And he was just like telling me like, go for royalties And I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, or just show out like a really high number. And like, he's like, but you want to go for royalties. And like, I had like message back. Like, I'm like, okay, I got some like grounding on this. And they didn't want to pay me any royalties. And so I passed on this project. And I was like, man, like, fuck you. Like, they were just like, well, we were thinking around like $8,000. And I was like, do you believe in yourself that you're going to sell this fucking book? Like, I don't know. It was like, they were all full of chaff about it. And yeah i think it just made me like it's made that thing yeah just like, I mean, oh. it's, yeah like
0: when
1: we were when you were always trying to like get money and stuff and people were being real shady like i don't know if you're pinching being attention yeah. but i was like really watching and like learning from you of just like having a backup plan of just like okay these people are, are starting to act weird they're not going to give us what we need so like fuck them and like move along and yeah. so this is one of those situations that i was just like yeah yeah i'm not gonna fucking do this like fuck you you can end yeah, the yeah now. no, it definitely
0: happened. It. It, it, no, it's, a, it's, a good, <laughs> it's an interesting thing to end on because it's such a balance, right? When you're trying to do what you want and you're trying to obviously make some money doing it. And then you're trying to work with others. And there's always a fine line, right? But, I mean, we turned down money here and there. And, I mean, I, you know, got into you know, shouting matches with people over this sort of stuff, like in business meetings, which was fucking crazy. Um, And it's, you know, I do think like there is a balance where, you know, like maybe for like the first few projects, you have to maybe give up a little bit because you got to kind of get, you got to get some momentum, you know, and that kind of is, you know, that happens in music a lot. And that's the whole, like, uh, who is it? Like Taylor Swift trying to buy her shit back from that abusive producer dude. Is it Taylor Swift? I don't know. It's some artist. Uh, it, it might be. Yeah. Somebody who basically like signed like one of those crazy deals where they gave her something up front, but they own every record, you know? Yeah. And, and or like all like her first two years catalog or some shit. And now she's got to buy it back for like a hundred billion dollars or something crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, but But at the same time, which is crazy and it sucks for her. But at the same time, she probably wouldn't be as big if she hadn't had that opportunity back then you know and it's it's a weird space like because she took that money she was able to make those records and it's just it's a weird it, you know it, it it's never cut and dry i don't think it's a, such a gray area and it's one of those things where it sometimes seems like people got lucky but it's like you kind of just got like the right you made the right decision with the right person and it just kind of happened to work out you know because this is the shit that chingo would talk about a lot too is because chingo they tried to screw chingo over so many times on record deals and he walked away from stuff i don't know if he left something on the table or i don't know how his life would be different if he had taken those deals you just never know um but i do think that you learn your value as an artist and as a creator as you go along and you know it's, it's, I think it feels better to keep your fucking dignity and to kind of like fight for what you believe in is what you're worth at the time. And, um, typically if you do that and you keep making good work, we talk about like, or I use a a phrase, which is failing up and it's like, okay, I might've not been successful on that, but I made a connection and I did this, some good stuff. And now like I'm the next project is going to be an even bigger opportunity you know and so you fail but you're failing up and you continue to to make forward progress um and yeah that's that's all you can do like keep keep creating I mean I had a conference called like a an artist roundtable today with filmmakers like through the Sundance labs and stuff and so it's like dope like you know you're still connected you're still making stuff like I made a connection with some new people today that I was like oh that's cool hopefully we can work together on something and this is like people who've like you know, made like big movies and they're like, yeah, we'll read your script. We'll give you feedback. And it's like, cool. Like you're still out there, you know? And that's, that's all you can do. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think like my main focus is trying to make cool, cool shit that I want to see. And like, I know that like the community that I have will like it. And if they like it, like on that pilot, like that we want to do, well, we want it to be a full fledged web series. But our plan is to just, like, fucking make the pilot. And if we don't do anything else after that, if it, like, we don't really care about it getting picked up or sold to anybody. If we just, like, screen it at someone's, like, backyard and our homies show up, like, I'm just, like, that'd probably be, like, the best thing ever. Like, but most of the things that we do end up, like, being done well and people like it and it kind of goes, it kind of goes really well. But, like, I just want to make make shit with my friends and... If it goes well, then
0: it goes well. Well, let me know if I can help. I know you asked me about some stuff. It's been a while, but um, if I can help in any way, please let me know. Um, All right. We will fucking wrap it up now. People, go follow Isabel uh, at Queen of Tacos Texas on Instagram, and everything is linked there. Um, Please remember to, uh, if you're listening to this on a, what is it called, Apple Podcasts or something? leave. Leave a find review. It wherever
1: you find your podcast on yes. Apple, Stitcher. Leave a review. <laughs> but leave uh, a review.
0: That's a big one. Leave a five star review and leave like a comment, even if you think it's a piece of shit. Just leave something. Five chili
1: know. peppers for this episode. <laughs> um,
0: yes, yes, yes. And Isabel, thank you so much uh, for yeah. jumping on. It's really fun catching up. I'm sorry we haven't caught up earlier, but it makes for a better podcast. So, yeah.
1: Um, I, mean, yeah. So good. I love talking to you you're funny and i have good time so if you ever need like a filler episode of just shooting the shit i'm down to do that so
0: uh, awesome awesome yeah. thank you all right <laughs> everybody thanks again this has been this mighty podcast 119 we'll catch you on the
1: next one thanks isabel thanks bye